There is uh, a strike going on right now at the University of Manitoba, sadly, between UMFA, the Faculty Association, and the university itself. And so those people have a bargaining unit or a, a, a team of people bargaining on their behalf. But what about if you don't belong to a union? What if your job is you and your co-workers, but there's no association between the two of you or any of you as to how you get paid? How do you get a raise? Well, to answer that question, it's Barbara Bose, uh, president of Legacy Bose in studio with me. Good morning, Barbara. Thanks for coming in. Oh, you're welcome. So let me ask you this. Let's say uh, I've been working for two years without a raise. I'm working harder than I've ever worked before, doing more things than I've ever done. Maybe even the job of two people, because that happens a lot these days in private business. Uh, And I think I fully deserve that raise. How can I go in there and ask the boss for more money? Well, first of all, I want you to look at the facts. So number one, look at your job description. And you mentioned here that you've taken on additional tasks. That's actually more important than you might think. Okay. Because if you're looking at just a raise, a raise, and you've been doing the same thing, meeting your goals, meeting your objectives, that's one thing. But if you've gone beyond your objectives... If you've done more than your your um, job description, you've really added additional value to your company. Yeah. That's another point for uh, for asking for a raise. But you mentioned tasks. Oftentimes, there's two things that happen. One is called job creep, where the individual starts doing what they want to do and leave the stuff they don't feel like doing to somebody else. Oh. That's not going to get you a raise. That's not good. No, <laughs> that's not good. But... If the boss keeps giving you task after task after task, so maybe you are then eventually doing two jobs or three jobs, and more importantly, if the tasks are more complex than your normal job, you have every right to ask for a raise because your job with those more complex tasks has more value. Sometimes, and I'm not going to say this happens all the time, but maybe a person will take on more responsibility than is required by their job uh, description. And the boss doesn't even know about it. So then, maybe a year, two years later even, they go in and say, well, look, I've been doing all these things. And the boss says, well, I didn't know about that. I can't give you a raise based on that. So do you have to come in with documentation that you've been doing these things? Yeah, absolutely. You need to have have the facts. Now, if I was the employer, we have a tool called job, Job Analysis Tool. Now, most employers don't have that. But as an individual, I want you to analyze your job. I want you to identify the things that you've been uh, doing for years that are in your job description. And then I want you to be able to add all the things that you've been doing, all the tasks that have been added over the years that are over and above your job description, Mm -hmm. because that adds value. Right, right. Then you go to your boss and say, my job has changed substantially. My tasks have become more more, uh, complex or of a different variety, and I'm communicating with more people. I'm doing different things. I think my job needs to be reclassified, recategorized, and the salary needs to be looked at. So you don't just go and say, I need a raise. Right, right, right. you got to give a good reason for it first. But you need that job evaluated for the value towards the organization. Because mm-hmm. most companies, they'll have a salary, say, twenty five to 35000 So I could be doing, uh, go and get a lot of education. I could be at 35000 I'm not going to get a raise. You're at the ceiling. I'm at the ceiling. Yeah. But if you can demonstrate that the job has changed, then it can be reevaluated, reassessed, and a new salary structure appointed to it. 
So that's how you'd approach it in that case. So what about uh, the people? Because, you know, you're, you're in a position of, uh, you know, authority in your, your organization. I mean, you're the president of Legacy Bows, for goodness sakes. And so I'm sure you've had a lot of people come into your office asking this very thing. How can I get more money? Uh, that's a good way to do it. You know, my position should be reevaluated. And based upon that, this is what I have been doing. So how about a little more cash? But what about uh, the people you've seen come in who have asked badly? Well, asking badly, what does that look like? It's what asking badly could be, you know. Well, he makes all this money, so I should too. That kind of thing. I mean, I'm yeah, sure you've seen that before. Absolutely. I was just going to say that is that you compare yourself to somebody else. It doesn't work. Right. Okay. Because number one, you don't know what that person's, number one, you don't know what that person's skill set is. You don't know what their performance is. It looks like they're doing the same job, but they're probably not doing the same job. So do never compare yourself. Right. The second thing is don't come to me as a boss and say, look, if I don't get a raise, I'm leaving. Mm, ultimatum still An work. ultimatum kind of thing. That doesn't work either. Mm -hmm. And don't come to me and say, you know, um, my credit card is really past due and I need a raise. So all of those kinds of things. I, I'm not going to feel sorry for you. You're accountable as an employee. You're accountable as, a, as an individual professional to look after your own life. You have a job to do. I'll pay you for the job that you're going to do it. But right. that brings up another point. Okay. Another now point we're getting is, good here. I like this. <laughs> Another point is you can have a, a, all the education. Like if you have a master's degree and you apply for an administrative assistant at $35,000, i am not going to pay you for your education because I don't need it. We okay. don't need that education. That's a big area that I find people are mixed up on. You go back to school, you get a degree. Okay, Mrs. Boss, um, I need a raise. Hey, the job you're doing doesn't need a Bachelor of Arts. It doesn't need a master's. I'm not paying for it. Right. That's a big issue. So what if I come to you and say, well, how about a promotion then? Maybe something that I'm more suited to now that I have all this new, wonderful education. Yeah, well, that's a whole different thing because uh, I've watched you go through your university degree or your college degree. I've seen the talent that you have to offer. I've seen your performance and I see some talent. So I'm willing to give you a chance in another area or to add a new project to your job or some new duties to your job to try you out. I've done that many, many, many times. Right. And it works because then we get to keep you. What about how, how much does somebody's day-to-day, -day, maybe even hour-to-hour -hour attitude at work play in? I mean, this person does all their work. I mean, they, and they do it wonderfully. I mean, everything is done. Uh, everything's dotted and crossed and it's beautiful work. But they're just the worst kind of person in the hallways and they're negative and whatnot. Uh, how would you fix something like that if it's fixable at all? Yeah, sometimes it's fixable and some, sometimes it's not. So really as the HR manager or manager, you need to sit down and take a look at why is this negative attitude occurring and what's the impact on the organization? Right. So you come in nine to five and you're doing your little job here or big job here, but you're not interacting with anybody else in the workplace. That morale is still going to be down. You won't have any friends. Mm -hmm. You're not a team player. But I'm doing all my stuff, Barbara. I need a team player. Right. You're isolated. You're causing difficulty if you're not, you know, if you're not going for coffee with anyone or not talking to anybody. I'll guarantee you, Shadow, that you're not helping anybody either. Right. You're just doing your job and you're just coming in. So the attitude to my way of thinking is that it's a job. And that's, to me, no way to live. If you don't really enjoy it and you don't like coming to work and you're just coming in to do a job, you're in the wrong place. And I believe that it's your responsibility to find a place where you can do your work and be happy. Yeah. Would you suggest that your attitude at work is as important or even more important than the job you're doing? Um, 
I guess they're kind of parallel, but at the same time, you can be really good at your job if you don't have a positive attitude, a teamwork attitude, an attitude of pride about your company and pride about your work. You're not going to fit. It's called cultural fit. And you'll eventually leave on your own. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't leave on their own and they're moved out. We call that helping you move along with your career. <laughs> Restructuring. <laughs> Restructuring. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, that's a good way to look at it because, you know, you're asking the person to leave. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm helping them with their career because I know they don't fit there and they're not happy. And you give them that talk before they leave and say, listen. We give them probably that talk two or three or four times. Before Bef- finally having to go, that's you know, enough. That's enough. Uh, we have our company to run. We have to have teamwork here. We have to have a positive attitude going forward. I'll help you with your career. Uh, we usually recommend some career counseling, resume writing, et cetera. And you'll be surprised. I mean, we, we did a termination here last week where the lady screamed and ranted and raved at us. And then after a week of being home and realizing, yeah, I was in the wrong job. Yeah. It came to light. Came to light. We got to go. Did that make me a bad employee? <laughs> I didn't give you a warning. We got to go. We're out of time, but I'm having a great time with this conversation, Barbara. So we'll have to do it again very soon. Yeah, and being on time is real good. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming in this morning. It's Barbara Bowes, president of Legacy Bowes.